Alright, just got done watching the Xbox Games Showcase. As expected, we got some sweet, sweet, sweet Halo footage, Halo Infinite. Had a cool little teaser video at the beginning uh, with Cortana, and then some gameplay demo after that. Cortana was kind of narrating the uh, beginning part. I was, I was kind of interested, though, because... I don't know if interested or maybe... Yeah, interested, I guess, is the right word, but... Um, I thought it was interesting that, you know, obviously the main enemy in the gameplay is the Banished and, you know, the Brutes and whatnot. Um, but you really didn't see much story-wise as far as Cortana. Um, I don't know if that's going to be kind of like a change-up of kind of where the uh, Halo 5 campaign left off because people weren't, you know, too happy with that game. I thought it was okay. Not the best Halo, but I mean still interesting, you know, to the point where, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but I don't know, I think it'll be interesting to see where they take the whole Cortana plotline from this game. Um, but it really looks awesome, overall. Like, I, I don't want to make that sound like a complaint, I was just, uh, I was just curious after I saw it. But, um, no, I think it looks awesome. I think, um, honestly, the Banished, as kind of like an enemy to me, seems a lot cooler so far than, I don't know, even going back to, like, Halo 4 with the Didact, like... He was pretty badass too, but it's like, you never really like, I, I don't know, I just never really like cared deeply about like, you know, that enemy and like knowing what he was about and things like that. But like the Banish seems like, especially if they have a lot of uh, kind of talking points uh, towards the end of that gameplay, you know, demo, they was t he was talking straight to the camera, uh, straight to, you know, the player. So if you get a lot more dialogue, I think that'll be a lot cooler and uh, something you can get kind of emotionally invested in, but... Yeah, man, overall, I mean, I think that's exactly what we needed to see out of Halo Infinite. I mean, uh, they've been hinting for a while now, obviously, that it's going to be more of an open-world game. We saw that with the uh, the map and setting, you know, waypoints uh, for different, I think it was the gun turrets. Um, but I don't know, it seems really cool. Um, I guess as kind of like a long-term, uh, you know, long-time Halo player, it's obviously different, right? It's It's... You know, Halo for up until now has kind of had its, you know, levels that are kind of on a track. You know, you can you can go around a little bit, but it's always kind of like a set start and end point that you're trying to get to. This will be interesting because the the game that I keep, you know, I guess comparing it to in my mind is more of like a Destiny aspect where, you know, you land on these planets and it's, uh, you know, you're running around doing different missions, things like that. Um, and where you go kind of determines what you do. Um... I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of those type of games in general. But I think if if three four three and Halo, you know, if they can do it to a point where it's not too overwhelming, like you're still getting the uh, kind of linear story progression, um, but just with a huge ass, you know, place to to explore. I think that'll be really cool. Um, we saw some new weapons. Um, they had like a a pulse, you know, carbine. It looked like. Uh, mix, um, yeah, so a few new weapons, I don't remember the names of them all, but that's always good to see, I think Halo does a really good job of, of incorporating new weapons that, you know, seemingly, uh, each have their own very unique kind of firing styles and whatnot, so that, that, that was really cool, um, they showed a quick glimpse of, like, a grappling hook that you have, I don't know if that'll be replacing any of, like, the boost, uh, mechanics that they had in, in Halo 5, I thought those were fine. Um, but the grappling hook would uh, would be pretty sweet too for getting uh, you know higher up areas that you can't necessarily do a quick boost to. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It just uh, it impressed me. It was uh, it was exactly what 
you know, I kind of wanted to see. Um, they've got the whole dynamic between the pilot and chief at the beginning, so it seems like there's a lot of emotion, uh, I guess, in the game. Uh, more dialogue, things like that, story building, which and I'm all about. I'm, I can kind of nerd out on the uh, the Halo universe a little bit, so that's cool. I liked it a lot. But obviously Halo wasn't the only thing that they showed. I mean, we got some Forza Motorsport footage, um, you know, as expected, I guess, with any uh, new Xbox. The cool thing is it doesn't seem like it's going to come out immediately, so um, I'm kind of hoping they start to at least pace those games out a little bit more, um, just because there's only so much you can do with, you know, new iterations of racing that, you know, you don't want to give a new one every, you know, two, three years to the point where it's like, all right, you know, I, this is what I've played seven times before. Um, but I don't know, it looked really cool. The the graphics obviously looked awesome, awesome as you would expect. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, Forza is always kind of a staple for me, so I, I like seeing that. Um, one game that I really hadn't known too much about that I knew uh, Rare was working on was Everwild. And I just, I just, I don't know if I just missed a lot of the talk online about it before this, but the trailer looked cool as far as the art style. I'm not sure if it would be a game that I end up, you know, playing, obviously, until I know more, but um, just visually, it looked really cool. Um, just something that stood out to me is just the diversity of games that they showed at this. It wasn't, you know, all shooters, it wasn't all racing, you know, um, as you kind of hear with the uh, the Xbox naysayers, it's, they say that's, you know, pretty much all that we have. But no, I mean, you saw State of Decay 3 looked really cool, looks like they were doing more of like a... Uh, um, kind of like a, almost like a Walking Dead style to where, you know, you're out in the woods, uh, showing the girl at the beginning, things like that, so, I don't know, it just looked really cool, um, yeah, what else do you have, let me pull up a list here, Grounded, um, you had the, um, Avowed game from Obsidian, that looked really cool, um, not a big guy on, uh, RPGs as much, you know, first person Xbox, right, um, but I do like, uh, just having that in the catalog, because I've got friends that would, you know, love that type of stuff, um, I know Pillars of Eternity is kind of like a staple in the RPG world, so it's like, um, seeing them build off of that, I think, is a really cool idea. Um, but yeah, I, I just, it was just, it was a good showing. I mean, it was an hour long, they packed in a lot of games, uh, they had Psychonauts in there, um, nothing really new, um, I, how could I forget, they also had Fable at the end, um, that was, it didn't really surprise me, right, because we I feel like we've known that they were going to be making that for at least like a year or so now. Um, at least, you know, unofficially. It was like unofficially official for like a really long time. Uh, but it looked awesome. And it didn't show much, but just knowing what Playground Games does with open worlds and, you know, the Forza Horizon series, um, I trust it. You know, I, they've obviously never really made like a RPG like that that I know about. But just um, as far as making... An, an, cool open world, I think they're going to do a great job, and obviously we'll see more as uh, time progresses. The good thing is, it seems like uh, some of the games that they showed, I mean, not necessarily a good thing, but a cool cool thing to me is, these games aren't all coming out, you know, in November or whatever, so it's like you've got at least kind of a roadmap of of where the console can go over the next year. I was kind of trying to pay attention to, uh, to when they would show like the title of the game at the end of the, each trailer. Some of them were showing, you know, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PC, um, a couple, and I'd have to go back and look, but they didn't all show Xbox One. So, I know they've had a lot of talk about, you know, for the first year or whatever, um, all the games are going to be, um, you know, backwards compatible to extent, so that you can play them on Xbox One or the Series X. 
Um, but it seems like we're already kind of seeing, and maybe that was just like a, a visual, you know, something they didn't put in, but I think we are starting to see some games that will be, you know, the Series X exclusives. And, and honestly, that doesn't really bother me at all. I think um, especially by the time the, the Series X comes out, you know, people are going to be ready for a new console. A lot of people are going to have the new console. Um, and, you know, by the time those games start coming out, you know, the next year or whatever, people that may not even be the early adopters might uh, get the Series X at that point. You know what I mean? Like a year in, like you get some discounts, you get some bundles going. And I think it'll be, I don't know, I don't think it'll be as big of a deal if some people are, you know, if anybody, I haven't really even looked online because I hate to look <laughs> online and see what, you know, the people are complaining about. But I think if that was like a complaint, then I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. So hopefully maybe other people don't too. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. It was just, uh, just a really good showing. All the games that they showed apparently are going to be on Game Pass, which I think is a huge win. Um, I don't, I don't know if, uh, like all my Xbox friends currently have Game Pass, so like, especially after they did that deal where you could you know pay a dollar and basically up convert whatever you had as far as gold to to Game Pass. I mean, I, I'm I already had Game Pass at the time, but I got the up convert to Ultimate, and by the time it combined my gold and the Game Pass, I'm covered until like 2022. <laughs> so like I, I like anything Game Pass, you know, I'm all in on, and I think every Xbox fan really should be. Uh, something that happened, I guess, you know, a week or so ago is Microsoft removed the option to buy 12-month Xbox Live Gold. Um, nothing was really mentioned on that today as far as I've seen yet, definitely not in the stream at least. Um, my kind of, you know, uh, dream hope is that they make online play just included, like with Xbox for free. Like, it, you don't have to pay extra for that, similar to how PC operates. Um, I think that'd be a huge win just for Microsoft and for Xbox and, you know, to be able to say, you know, hey, we're the, we're the console where you can play online for, you know, free. You don't have to have a specific subscription for that. And then make the subscription Game Pass, Game Pass Ultimate, you know, that also bundles the X Cloud. I think that's the way to go because I, I think at some point you just, you start to fragment having all these subscriptions, you know, Gold, Xbox, Game Pass, Xbox, Game Pass Ultimate to where, you know, obviously I understand it, but that's because I, you know, read about this stuff every day. But just like the casual person might be kind of confused. Um, and especially if it's like, you know, parents buying something for their kids, they're not going to know the difference unless they're super into it too. Um, and I think they kind of did a similar thing where they stopped the production of the uh, Xbox, <clears throat> excuse me, Xbox One X um, about a week ago. And they announced that, you know, they're not going to make the Xbox One X anymore or the all-digital One S. Which to me it just makes sense. You know, we didn't hear anything about you know the whole Lockhart uh, route today, but I think as we get closer to launch, they're gonna probably put as much focus as they can on the Series X and that being you know the flagship that they want everybody to get. But once Lockhart, if that comes out, you know, if it does come out, once it does come out, and it's the lower you know price option, you don't want that to be competing against. Well, do I get the Lockhart or do I get the one X, which is still going to be a beast of a console at the time, um, or do I get you know the One S all digital? Like you just don't want to have you know like five different Xboxes on the market to for people to choose from. It needs to be more of a simplified approach. And I think like at this point, if you don't have you know the One X, um, you know it's kind of late to be getting that. You know a couple months before the new console comes out, <laughs> I will I will say that. I say that, and I'm a pretty big hypocrite, because 
I recently sold my One S on eBay and bought a One X just so I could kind of upgrade. And I'm netting about a $50 difference. So I sold my One S for $250, you know, before like the fees and stuff. So a little bit less than that. I bought the One X used from somebody for $290. So like a $40 difference, you know, it'll probably be a little bit more after the fees and whatnot. But I, I figured for me, I don't have a 4K TV, but I at least wanted to kind of have the stepping stone of the One X, at least going into the new console launch, just in case, you know, there's trade deals or anything like that. I figure, you know, I, I will have a much better built-in value to my One X, and obviously the, the gaming over the next couple months, even if I, you know, were to change consoles when it launches. You know, the One X over the next course of, you know, two months or whatever, three months, um, it's going to be an awesome gaming experience compared to my uh, my regular One S. So I don't know. Yeah, I say I say you don't want too many consoles out there, but I kind of I got the One X at the last second uh, just so I could have that beef and power. And you know, once the trade-in deals do start coming out, um, I think I kind of got a bargain on the uh, the One X as far as buying it at two ninety used. Um, we'll see if the condition is is as advertised. It said it's in excellent condition. The pictures look good. Uh, but we will see on that, and I will keep you guys updated in the listening community here. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all I wanted to hit on so far. I didn't want to do anything too long, because I mean, I'm sure everybody watched the briefing. If you haven't watched the briefing, go watch the briefing on YouTube, Twitch, whatever. Um, and yeah, I'm sure more news will keep coming out. I think you know Microsoft wants to do these things every month, and obviously going towards... A new console is going to be just breaking news after breaking news. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird because, and it's not necessarily weird, but and obviously with their last console launch, they had a lot of negative news. Um, just with the going, you know, always online and you know used games and things like that. Which I don't want to get too far into that. But looking back, I mean, none of those things would really bother me that much. Maybe they used games to an extent, but. Who isn't online always now with their Xbox? You know what I mean? Like, and I, I get it. You know, what if my internet goes down? I want to play my games. It's like, okay, I, I guess. You know, that's like the one-off situation. But that is very rare. And if your internet goes out, I don't know. Most of the time if my internet goes out, my power is also out. So it's like, what am I really going to be doing? But I don't know. I don't want to go too far in the past. But so far, I guess the point I was trying to make is there's really no negative news yet that I've seen that, that at least, you know, and maybe there is, and it just doesn't bother me as much as it's bothering other people, but there's really nothing negative yet, and I think that's a good stance to be in. I think if I had to make a prediction on you know what what potentially will be changing, it is just based on the uh, the fact that they stopped you know selling Xbox Live Gold 12-month subscriptions. Is that is that the area that is you know, there's going to be some change into this new generation? Are they going to you know make it so you have to have Game Pass? Are they going to make it so? Um, you know, they stop doing games for gold or something like that. Because I just think, I don't know, like I was mentioning earlier, there's too many subscriptions, but also at the same time, Xbox Live Gold, the, you know, the games with gold, like compared to what they put on Game Pass, like the, the games for gold are just like minor leagues, man. You, you know what I mean? It's like it, there's never really any AAA games. They're always kind of uh, either old games or or uh, indie games, which I'm not saying they're not fun, but I just think from, uh, I don't know, if I'm if I'm Microsoft... And I'm trying to get people, you know, be excited about, you know, these games that I'm giving them. Why not focus that all in the Game Pass? Um, and maybe, you, you know, you can save money every month by not having to give out 
you know, four games for free with gold. And, you know, so you cut that out of games for gold. You make the Xbox Live online free, and you just have people get Game Pass otherwise. I don't know. That that would be me. And, you know, talking about it, I don't think that's really that big of a negative, but, you know, I just think there'll be backlash if, you know, if, if... the next headline is, you know, Microsoft announces Games for Gold is ending. Um, people might complain, but again, it's like, what what games out of Games for Gold have you really been that <laughs> thrilled about, you know, recently? I don't know. Um, they've definitely got some cool Star Wars stuff in there, the original Xbox titles. So I love those, but I'm just saying, big picture, like, that that, that would be what I could do without. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll cut it off there. I don't want to keep this, you know, going too long. Uh, thank you for listening. This is uh, kind of the first official episode. We had the uh, trailer that I put out last night, but I really wanted to do that kind of just to enter the podcast and, you know, today obviously recap the uh, the actual game showcase. But thank you for listening. If uh, if you enjoy the show, feel free to interact with me. Um, I'm on Xbox Live. My gamer tag is O Doggy Fresh. Um, o space Doggy Space Fresh. Um, feel free to hit me up and invite me on there. Um, I'd be down to play some Halo or, or Gears or Forza or whatever, you know. I've got a lot of games, so uh, chances are we can play something as a community. That would be cool to uh, to get to know people that listen. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it, guys, and uh, be on the lookout for the next episode. I don't know when that'll be just yet, but if more news breaks, then uh, then I'll be happy to talk about it. But thanks again. See you.